0: Are so many amazing perks of being sober. And one of my favorites is that sobriety allows us to take self-care to the next level. And it gives us such a sense of confidence. There's really nothing like feeling confident in your own skin. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about today's sponsor one skin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. I've told you about how, when I got sober, one of my favorite things was starting a skincare routine because that was not something I ever prioritized before, but let's be honest, knowing what the best skincare routine is can be a little overwhelming. That's why I'm excited about OneSkin. There's no complicated routine, no multiple step protocols, just simple scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code happiest at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code happiest. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives. And when we get sober, they can almost feel magnified at first because we're adjusting to feeling all our feelings again, rather than using alcohol to numb them. I was honestly really surprised when I got sober at how many emotions came up for me. I remember literally saying, I have so many feelings right now. And it felt really overwhelming having to feel them all. But the great thing about that is that it gave me the clarity and awareness that I had some things to work through, like people pleasing and like my own self-talk. That's where therapy can be so helpful because it's a safe space to get things off your chest and begin to work through what's been weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. What I really love about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire, and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/happiest today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp hel happiest Hello everyone. Today's gonna be a fun episode because I'm here with my favorite guest. Now I have to say one of my favorite guests, because Cassie's been on. Oh now true. there's a tie. That's true. <laughs> good How point. you doing, Mom? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I Go today. I'm excited for what we're talking about today. I'm kinda of surprised we haven't done an episode. Uh, I know, or just that right? there hasn't been an episode on this yet on yeah. on this podcast Not
1: specifically. Just
0: definitely on something that, we touched but... on a lot.
1: Yeah,
0: <clears throat> but today so. we're going to talk all about relearning fun in sobriety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know you hate that I always start with going backwards with you, Mom. But yeah. <laughs> can you remember <laughs> how you felt about fun when you first got sober? Because that is a tricky, tricky. thing to navigate in early sobriety is the whole, how am I ever going to have fun again? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think, which I think we've touched on before is I think that's one of the reasons why people don't quit. It was one of the reasons why I didn't want to have to do it was my life's never going to be fun again. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was certainly my um, belief about what was going to happen when I got sober right. And um, and I would say, <clears throat> for sure my first year I wouldn't categorize as fun mm-hmm. right. I was like in church basements,
2: right, with old men.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and women who were also, you know, had a good a lot of them 20 years on me. Um, right. Right, like I was, I was one of the youngest people in there. So yeah, you were
0: twenty one hanging mm-hmm. out with yeah probably mostly middle aged yeah sober like, people
1: for sure like in their mid to late thirties up into their and up right yeah so that would be my you know my weekends so it wasn't exactly fun you know what I identified as fun <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that was my
0: very, very beginning. What was yours? Oh, man, it's so funny. I actually was just talking about this recently mm-hmm. um, because I actually had an opposite experience to you, not mm-hmm. in the struggling with fun because I totally – and we can talk all about my little internal how is life ever going to be fun because we had so many conversations about that. Yeah. But I had – I didn't do AA – And I didn't, um, I was very determined to prove that I was still fun. Mm -hmm. And I was very like, I, well, I was in lockdown for the first like seven months. So I won't say Mm -hmm. right off the bat, I was doing this, but when like, you know, lockdowns lifted and we were able to go out, I was like, I will be damned if anyone is going to be able to accuse me of being boring for not drinking and I was going out and I was like socializing. I was drinking mocktails. I was doing all the things mm-hmm. and I did have, I did have fun. Um, But there was also this big need to prove that I was still fun mm-hmm. and that like it, I I was like, everyone needs to see that nothing has to change here. Like I won't be drinking, but everything else will stay the same.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so I think that even though I was pleasantly surprised at, 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 at being able to have fun doing that, I also did for sure struggle with obviously not finding it fun in the same way. Like I didn't want to be out until 2 a.m. And so I think at, I think, you know, long way of getting around to this is that my definition of fun has changed in sobriety, but I resisted that for a while.
1: Oh, interesting. Like, <clears throat> when you say you resisted it because you were out there proving you were having fun, like, what, what do you mean? What were you... Just well, what I mean
0: that. is that mm-hmm. like now I find fun in lots of different aspects of my life. So in drinking oh, okay. days, I had such a narrow definition of fun. Like fun was going out drinking. Fun was being at the bar. Fun was yeah. like socializing, having that social life. So when I got sober, I'm like, I'm just going to prove that I can still have fun doing those things. Got it, got it. In that narrow definition of fun equals going out and like partying. Got it. And yeah. so now... Even though I can still go out and have fun, uh, my fun has also like broadened. Like I find other aspects of life fun. I also find it fun to stay in. I also find it fun to do these things instead of doing that. Yeah. And I really, re- I was clinging on to my old definition of fun, and I was like, I'm just going to make this work. Right. Like my behavior doesn't have to change, other than I just won't drink alcohol.
1: Right, you know what I mean, and now it's like the same old haunts. Yeah, I still am with the same people who are Uh counting them back. Yeah, Uh got it.
0: So I resisted. I resisted the my definition of fun changing, and I wanted to fit sober fun into that like little narrow definition. I think, and and that's really evolved.
1: Yeah, into into letting it expand into all kinds of other areas of your life. Yeah. Like activities. Yes. racing other activities. Yes, like, oh, exactly. Gosh.
0: Good for exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that made sense, but yeah, that's kind of, well, that really does. was yeah.
1: It's interesting because I was having a conversation with a friend or you know, somebody I know anyways. And um they recently had stopped drinking. And um one of their friends had decided that she was going to do um, dry January and so my friend the one that I know um, she was saying to me oh I'm I'm so happy that my friend is doing dry January because you know she drinks a lot and um, she checked in with her to see how it was going And, um, her friend was loving it, loving dry January saying, I think I'm going to carry on because they were having a great time with it. And, um, the other thing that was so interesting was when I was talking with my friend about it, she was saying, you know, when she, um, stopped drinking and she wasn't just doing a dry January, she stopped drinking. She was talking about, she was really worried about what's this going to look like. Mm -hmm. like what's it gonna look like what you know what am I gonna what am I gonna do for fun and um I just thought that's such a universal place where we all kind of begin because we've all equated fun with like fun equals drinking right Mm -hmm. like everywhere you go everyone you're with that's the event right we're going to go drinking and do a bit of skiing that's the act- right. Right? That's the activity yes. of everything yes, you do
0: yeah hundred yeah, percent.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I just and I think it's interesting too the complete sort of different um, experiences you know her friend just doing a dry January and we all know everyone who's doing a dry January isn't didn't just happen to them decide to do a dry Mm -hmm. January. There's usually
0: a little bit more beneath it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, turns out to just absolutely love it. Thinks it's the best thing ever. And someone else's experience is a little more rocky, right? Or not. Mm. So a little more, maybe a little more tepid about it. They're just not so, you know, not so sure. So, and I think like, I wonder if the one friend's um, ability to sort of like define their life, like things that are fun or enjoyable is different. Like, I I wonder people who can just kind of dive into it. Do they have a different bandwidth way of thinking about, I don't know, like fun or I don't know. What do you Mm -hmm. think? I I know it's so interesting.
0: Well, what, and I've, you know, I've said this, several times but when I was drinking like you just said drinking was my definition of fun mm-hmm. it was the thing that mm-hmm. I looked forward to it was the thing mm-hmm. I got excited to do yeah. it was it was it, it was fun and and like mm-hmm. you said you know like oh we're gonna drink and we're gonna ski or we're gonna do this mm-hmm. like it's like mm-hmm. things that things that used to be fun on their own before you mm-hmm. ever start drinking, then it became that drinking is what made the thing fun. Like I would add alcohol into anything I was doing mm-hmm. and that was what I was actually excited about. Even like playing guitar. I would be like, oh, I'm going to play guitar. Let me pour a glass of wine to drink while I'm playing guitar. Right. You know, right. like really just all the the sense of fun <clears throat> coming from that. Yeah. And also I think a big piece of it, and and we will get into kind of like – our experience with rediscovering fun but Mm -hmm. I think also a piece of it which is funny because I just got off of a meeting with my community and something we were chatting about is like having a big sense of identity in being the fun one in being the party one um, and taking a little bit of pride in that so I think it's all it can be a double whammy of like Oh my God, life's going to be boring. I can't have fun. Like sobriety is not going to be fun if you're just used to looking forward to alcohol. And then it's also like, who am I if yeah. I'm not the fun party person? Right, right, right. Yeah. And people's
1: expectations get all wrapped up in there. What you think mm-hmm. people are expecting you to do mm-hmm. or to, how to behave, how you're going to show up. Yeah. The pressure, right? Yeah, it's like the 100%. comedian who feels like everywhere they go they have to always they be have to funny. perform,
0: right? Right? right. Yeah, right.
1: same kind of thing.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. and it's so helpful I think that to remember, like everyone maybe saw you as the fun party person, maybe everyone saw me as like fun, happy, go lucky, wine drunk, but were they seeing me wake up in the morning in a shame spiral? Mm-hmm. I was the only one waking up feeling all that suffering. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I wonder too. Like this idea that we're the fun party one—is that—is that even we're sort of attached to this definition of ourselves? But maybe that's not even how anybody saw us. Maybe it's someone so just true. saw us. <laughs> maybe someone just saw just and
0: we're like, "Oh, I was the fun one," and they're like, "Thank <laughs> God she stopped drinking." <laughs> right. So. <laughs> <true>. <laughs>
2: Oh, I think sometimes
1: That definition <laughs> that we have for ourselves, like, oh, but I'm the fun life of the party, is how we give ourselves permission to keep drinking. Mm. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it's not everybody's experience of you. And so yeah. you can find some wiggle room to maybe loosen its grip a little bit. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay, let's get into actually like finding. <laughs> Rediscovering fun. Mm-hmm. How did you rediscover? Mm-hmm. You got sober at 21, you were a baby, and your 20s are notoriously <clears throat> the party years. Like, how did you yeah. begin to redefine what fun meant for you and rediscover? Do you remember when you started finding fun in kind of just life again? Like what was that like for you?
1: Um, so I think gosh, I have to think about this one, Maddie. Um I think probably having kids was really. (laughs) You're telling me that
0: I brought the fun back into your life. That's what I'm hearing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Big smile on your face. I wish everyone could say that. Um, Yeah. So I think, I do think having kids, like, you know, certainly um, was part and parcel for that. And I think I think, like, my own, me doing my own work Mm. is how I reconnected with fun. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Elaborate on that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could have
1: if I wasn't squashing all the demons in my head,
0: right? Mm. So,
1: um, you know, like, as, um, as a drinker, and even after I quit drinking, you know, one of the one of my beliefs about myself was, you know, I mean, certainly my self-esteem was in the gutter, right? Mm -hmm. But um, one of my beliefs about myself was, um, you know, certainly that I wasn't very likable, that nobody really wanted to ever talk to me, Mm. that I just wasn't interesting or, you know, I wasn't somebody that somebody wanted to spend any time getting to know I was always I think the the story in my head was I was everyone's second choice like they would talk to me or interact with me until somebody better came along kind of thing right and so I think yeah it was like a real deep rooted belief I had uh, like that I That's just so
0: funny because read. everyone who meets you is absolutely obsessed with you yeah well you're my kid <laughs> it's true <laughs> so
1: but but now that so here's the thing And I think I've said this before, but I always just find this uh, such a, like a powerful little remember when even for myself Mm. is, you know, this whole belief that I just wasn't good enough or that nobody really liked me, like permeated everything I did. You know, I just felt kind of insecure everywhere. And I even remember having a conversation with uh, a, a woman in AA who was just so bubbly and, you know, self-assured. And Mm. um, I remember sort of confiding in her saying like, oh, you know, every time I come into these rooms, like I really feel like nobody really likes me or nobody really wants to talk to me. And she was like, what, really? She said, I never walk into a room without assuming everybody wants to talk to me. <laughs> and I remember being. a great like, way to live. <laughs> wasn't it? I was gobsmacked, just like couldn't believe that somebody could actually feel that way. And I'm like, I want that. Mm. Like, I want to feel like that. And, um, anyways, and at the time, I just didn't believe it would ever be possible. I could not imagine that I could ever get there. I wanted it, but I didn't think it would ever be mine. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the you know for me, like the one of the most wonderful transformations for me in my life, which I would say happened probably mid thirties, was um, and certainly now, like it doesn't even cross my mind if somebody likes me or not, it's not even like I walk in a room thinking everyone's going to like, I don't even think about it. Like it's so far removed from me, you know, Mm. this notion of whether somebody likes me, doesn't like me, or, um, you know, my need to have anybody like me, because I just really like myself. Mm. So I think when I think about the idea of being able to inject fun back into my life, I think as I started to change the beliefs about myself, right as I started to you know which started with um you know this working on the thought like I'm everyone's second choice it was like well I'm my first choice I'm my Mm. own first choice Mm -hmm. and you know as I started to like sort of play with that practice that think that like start to integrate that idea right um into my own life like honestly Maddie Like really things dramatically started to shift. That's when you guys were little, like something, it's like a flip switched in me. And so the more comfortable I became with myself, the more I was like, I really like me, the more I, I liked me, the less important it was for anybody else to like me, the less important um, anyone else's opinions about me were, which was so liberating. I could get, it opened up so much space to just be able to do things that I wanted to do, to show up however I wanted to show up, to try, like, it just changed things. So I think that was the beginning of incorporating fun, was having to change my how i thought about myself my beliefs about myself because it just it just opened me up to a whole a whole other world right and then when you're not afraid when you're not consumed with what are people going to think what are they going to think if i do this and i don't do it right or what are they going to think of it you know like when you can quiet a lot of that noise you just sort of are in the moment doing the thing and enjoying it instead of being sucked into worrying about what's anybody else thinking so that's like that was the beginning of starting to tap into fun a little bit of like joy within yeah
0: that is so freaking good and like profound mom in a way that I I wouldn't have even thought of it that way at connecting sober fun to like re like building back up our self-esteem and our self-worth because how true that a big part of fun is a feeling good b being able to kind of feel that like carefree let loose feeling and you can't get there if you're feeling self-conscious feeling like oh my god nobody in the room likes me like all of that and that's a big part of why we drink to have fun a big part of why drinking feels fun is because you're dropping your inhibitions you're like giving zero f's what anyone else thinks about you you're being silly you're being whatever and that's why it feels so fun and so how true to point out that like you you kind of do have to work through building back up your self-esteem and your confidence to be able to kind of feel those feelings again yeah
1: yeah and I think too like um The other thing about being so outwardly focused, like Mm -hmm. worrying about what the world is thinking about you is um, as it relates to fun, is you're not doing things you want to do. You're not saying yes to yourself. So Mm -hmm. much of what you're doing is saying yes to everybody else because you're looking for approval and validation. And so you don't really connect with your own like kind of joy or fun when you are just being like a yes person to everybody else's plans ideas yeah. limbs right things they won't help with they won't you know when when it's when that's how you're going about life you're really disconnected from yourself mm-hmm. so it's hard to yeah it's hard to tap into real true like a real true sense of fun and joy right when you're not yeah. operating from within when you're when you're living really externally
0: Oh, my God. So true. Like when you're drinking, you're agreeing to things that sober, you wouldn't find that fun because in your mind, if you're like going to drink, then it's worth it. This is like a funny example, but I haven't been to a sports game since I got sober
2: Mm -hmm.
0: because I used to I don't. I don't freaking care about sports right. and I used to go to games for the sole purpose of like oh it's a place to get drunk it's a place right. to drink and like it's like a fun vibe for drinking yeah. and since I got sober it's not because I feel like it'll be hard I actually am going to my first sports game in a month yeah oh, um but oh, only nice. because the Leafs are going to be playing in Denver here and I was like well i got to go up Toronto um oh good for you where when are you gonna go it's in a month Oh, you lucky little one. <laughs> nice. But like that being said, I yeah. haven't not been to a sports game because I think it'll be hard to go sober. It's because mm-hmm. I wasn't connected to what's actually fun for me by going. Right. I was going because it, I was going to drink. And so yeah. it hasn't been something I've particularly gone out of my way yeah. to want to do right like right. you are just doing things because they're an excuse to drink and I can think of so many times I was dying of a hangover and getting ready to go drink mm. kneeling in front of the toilet <laughs> pausing my makeup to kneel in front of the toilet <laughs> and then <laughs> keeping getting ready it's like Girl. the fact that we really define that as fun <laughs> so yeah. loyally so dedicated right? to it yes
1: yeah even time though my when life. You
0: step back it's like well that's a little bit <laughs> insane <laughs> a little bit <laughs> oh, That's yeah. funny, okay. so what have been the things? so you mm-hmm. know you were able to um y- you know really like rediscover your sense of self and to not mm-hmm. be caught up in like this crazy belief that nobody that people don't like you what mm-hmm. are the things that now are fun for you and sobriety, what are those things that bring you joy?
1: do. What do I love to do? Well, I love traveling. Mm. right. Love to travel and which, you know, just a little shout out to sober travelers. I, I think a lot of people would associate traveling sober. Not fun,
0: right? Mm-hmm. But oh, I love
1: it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I go to all inclusives. I, like I have a riot. I love to travel. Um, I um, well, I mean, this was fun. Regardless, uh, I don't necessarily associate it as something new, but I love, you know, being on the motorcycle jack. That's very mm-hmm. fun for me. Um, I love. Um, I love. What, what things do I love that are fun? I mean, I love
0: games. I love. Yeah, you're a big. You're a big game person. Okay?
1: Yeah, you're always yeah. finding
0: new fun games. Love games. You're a big outside person. You're the sun goddess in the um, summertime. The sun goddess, <laughs> love the sun. Um, love entertaining. Yeah, you're the hostess I love of the most. Yes. Right? I, Which again, yeah. some some might think nightmare and sobriety. Right, if you're not drinking, right? Uh-huh. But
1: I love it. I love to have a crowd. Um, I love cooking. Not cooking. Let's be honest. I love baking. I love baking. Yeah, love to bake. Um, yeah. What else do I love? I love spending time with my girls. I mean, I don't know. What do I think of fun? I love. I love feeding birds. Oh yeah. I'd love to do that. Um, I don't know. Those don't necessarily, isn't this funny? Those don't necessarily sound, I'm sure, like super fun times for (laughs) for anyone who's maybe necessarily just quit drinking and are struggling. They're like, Oh my God, great. That's what I look forward to. (laughs) But um, I think it's really, even not so much what you do, it's that there's an ability to find joy in it. It doesn't really matter so much what the activity is. There's just a way uh, to be able to just connect to the joy of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I think Maddie, like you talk about that a bit because I think you explain that really well about, um, and maybe just because you've read so uh, so many more books on kind of the chemistry of, right, of the brain when you quit drinking. So I love how you talk about it and explain about being able to... See, I can't even say what it is you say, so you're going to have to take over.
0: Well, no, I, I mean... I think such a big part of why sobriety feels boring. And this is something we actually chatted about quite a bit in the, in our new year's episode, Mm -hmm. but is that we're used to those high highs and low lows. And I think another piece of that is that um, people get accustomed to like the chaos. And so not living in that chaos feels like boredom. Yeah. But what it actually is, is like, calm and peace.
1: Yes. Right? right. Stability.
0: Yes. It's yeah. Balance. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All of those things. So Well-being. it's, yeah, <laughs> it's that living like a very centered, grounded, calm life might feel boring in comparison mm-hmm. to, to all the chaos that came with drinking. And so I think that a big, big, big thing that helps is time. Mm-hmm.
2: Like I, yeah. I think
0: like if you're finding sobriety dull and boring, I think it's really, really helpful to just say, like, my brain is healing. Mm -hmm. Because when it really is that when we're drinking, we have a harder time finding actual pleasure from anything but alcohol. Mm -hmm. Because anything even like simple pleasures, like taking a walk, reading a book, like our brains are accustomed to the dopamine from alcohol. So things that Mm -hmm. would give you that natural feel good chemical, if you weren't drinking, don't do it for you when you're drinking because your brain yeah. relies on the alcohol for that little spike. Yeah. Um. So even I think it's helpful if you're finding early sobriety, just boring and dull to just decide like, okay, my brain's healing. I'm just going to yeah. wait out this phase and I'm going to look forward to the day when I get yeah. to find joy and fun and all of that excitement yes. from yeah. just living. Yes.
1: And you know what, Maddie, I want to say too, like, I think it's helpful to really think about, <clears throat> like to think about it in a proactive way, mm-hmm. like in terms of, cause you know, sometimes I think you can just sort of sit there passively and feel like, okay, I'm not drinking. Nothing's different. Nothing's getting better. This sucks. I hate my life. Mm-hmm. This isn't mm-hmm. fun. This is right. And as long as you're on that thread, as long as you're running that loop in your brain, you just keep creating more of the same. So I do think like, absolutely. I, I love everything you said. And I agree wholeheartedly with the notion that your brain is healing. Right. <clears throat> and that there's a big adjustment period, mm-hmm. but I think like we can really serve ourselves. Well, if we also just start a practice of looking for what's, what's good, or mm-hmm. if everything feels crappy, what's the best of the worst, right? Mm-hmm. Like and, and crappy
0: sober days are better than crappy hungover days. Yeah, I'd rather right? be miserable, sober, Yeah. I'd rather be miserable, sober, missing the highs of alcohol than be be how than than feel how I used to feel the day after drinking. Shame spiral like that. That's way worse. Way, way, way worse. Yeah.
1: And so I think like, you know, being really deliberate as well about how you want to think about it, Mm -hmm. I think is really important too. Like I just think it's so good to know and to remember that thoughts are always optional right so uh, yeah i i do just think like that was another thing for me was a big um gratitude practice and yep. i think that was something that was a real catalyst in my own like inner transformation mm. right was putting a conscious effort into looking for what's right in the day
2: What's something
1: that I just appreciate what's because it does, it it begins to snowball, you know, life's going to now start to give you more and more and more things to appreciate, like, Mm -hmm. it's its own little magic gratitude. And that, you know, that's fun, that starts to shift how you feel that really shifts how you feel like something happens. So it's a great and, practice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, can we just talk about how good it feels to get that natural high yes. in sobriety? Yeah. Like I remember, you know, talking about fun. Like I remember <laughs> saying to you in my early days when I was in lockdown and I was like, <laughs> I'm sober now, but what the hell oh. am I going to do when I can go out? Right. I was like, how am I going to like sit on a patio?" and not have a drink. And I remember you being like, you're going to you have no idea you're just going to love it you're going to love people watching you're going to love the vibe and i just felt so irritated i was like you just forget how fun it is you have no idea <laughs> what you're talking about <sighs> and like even though it, you know it's interesting even coming back to what i said about how i had that determination of i'm going to go out and have fun yeah. i was able a lot of the time to go out and have fun and like no, that even know. that was cool of like going out and feeling that natural high. It's like mm-hmm. everyone else is drinking, getting a buzz on. And it really does feel like you get to just feed off the energy. Mm-hmm.
2: But mm-hmm. it's just coming
0: from you. Even like, you know, like yeah. going to like a bachelorette party where everyone was drunk last summer. I had so much fun letting loose, dancing right. on the party bus because I because I was like, who's Everyone's even noticing this Everyone's world. drunk? The thing, you yes, know? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah,
0: I think that's what's cool is that you know, and I have found this like balance now. Where at first I would go out in this very determined way of I have to, I have mm-hmm. to keep going out so that it's it's a I I prove that I'm still fun and no one can think I'm boring. And now I have this balance of like I like going out sometimes, yeah, but not because I have to, and I also yeah. like staying in. And it doesn't make me panic or spiral to stay in anymore. Yeah. But like I've discovered so many things. That are so fun for me. Like concerts. Yes. Concerts give me such a high. And like they make me feel so grateful to be sober when I'm at a concert. Because I'm looking around and I'm like all these people are drinking. And they're only feeling a buzz from alcohol. And here you're seeing this artist play live. Like it's like music gives you a high. The environment gives you a high. Like Mm -hmm. I get so on a high at concerts and even like i was going i haven't been in a while and i, I should change that but i was going mm-hmm. to all those taylor swift dance parties
1: right when it's yep. like at
0: like a bar or a club and they just play taylor swift all night and i remember the first time i went to one um well the first time i went to one sober i left there i was like mom i was thinking to myself anyone watching from the outside would assume i was drinking <laughs> like the high that i felt from that Taylor Swift dance party and oh, leaving and it. just like, I know I was like talking at the top of my lungs. My voice was going yeah. like, I had so much fun. And it's that. like such a good feeling if we like, you know, once we wait out that it does feel tricky at first, it does mm-hmm. feel like you're missing
2: mm-hmm. some the
0: thing that used to give you mm-hmm. that feeling. But when you can get to the other side and actually feel it without yeah. needing any substance to feel it, yeah, it's such a good feeling.
1: I know I used to love that. I used to love when you would say to me, like, oh, my God, nothing's going to be fun anymore. I would feel <laughs> so excited for you because I knew. You knew how wrong I, knew. I was. knew. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just feel so sad that so many people go through life. Never feeling it. Well, they numb themselves all yeah. the time. They just yeah. don't know what it's like to to be sober, like mm-hmm. to be just really clear-minded, aware, present, like, ah, I feel like people just rip themselves off.
0: Yeah. And you know what else too? Like Mm -hmm. I, and I've shared this before, but like my social battery Mm -hmm. for the first good year to year and a half of sobriety was like non-existent. Mm -hmm. Like I, it took me so much energy to like work up to like being social. And I felt like Mm -hmm. after I was social, I needed to like, just lay down <laughs> like 24 hours. I was like, that took everything I had in me because I just always drank to socialize. Right. And I think I remember like a year and a half in, hanging mm-hmm. out with one of my best friends and leaving and realizing like, oh, that didn't drain me or like deplete me. Yeah. Like I feel energized and I felt yeah. that like high and excitement of just being excited to hang out with her and catch up yeah. with her. And I hadn't, I don't know when the shift happened, but that was when I noticed it of like, oh, I actually can find joy again from like being social and social, not that I hated socializing, obviously, like I love my friends and Mm -hmm. all that. But in the beginning, Mm -hmm. it took a lot of energy because I was used to. Having okay. that like yeah. social lubricant and and yeah. and it felt like an easy bond, an easy connector. Right. Um, and so you're so much more just like conscious when you're socializing sober. Obviously, and I so, know
1: you're listening to what people are saying. Yeah. You're actually having a conversation. You're really that you're there. Present so it takes a for. lot more energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. that was
0: an adjustment, but mm-hmm. it was cool to see that shift of like, oh, I actually get like excited again to socialize. Mm-hmm. But there was a period where it was a Real yeah. like a, adjustment, a readjustment yeah. of that for sure. But yeah. it came. Just remembering yeah. so much of the early days is just like trusting that that's not how it will feel forever. Like that, it it can and will it shift. won't.
1: It will shift. Mm-hmm. It will absolutely shift. Like expect it,
2: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
1: Expect it. Expect it to shift. Wake up every day and just expect. Know that it's coming, right? Because it is. Yeah. It
0: will. Right. Hmm. Hmm. You know what? I realized I didn't even. I I said this to you maybe like a couple weeks ago because mm-hmm. I didn't even consciously realize. But I was thinking like I used to still romanticize alcohol a decent amount, even when I passed like two years sober. I would still sometimes romanticize it or like have sad moments or whatever. Yeah. And I was thinking like I really don't actually do that anymore. And Mm -hmm. I was wondering like, when did that shift? And I really sat with it and I realized genuinely a turning point in my sobriety was my Costa Rica trip was Uh like actually having that experience of traveling with a group of sober people and having so much fun and just like kind of the bond that came out. I don't even know really how to describe it fully, but like for me, it genuinely I think that was such I think it created such a shift for me. I think after that, I really stopped romanticizing it because I was like, how freaking cool was that experience? And like you like going on a group trip or even just traveling or something before you would just automatically Mm -hmm. rely on alcohol to have fun, to bond with Mm -hmm. people. But it just feels Mm -hmm. like sobriety is just something so much bigger than that. I'm struggling with the words.
1: Yeah, well, I think too, Maddie, think about all the things you did that were so scary, Mm -hmm. like that freaking waterfall, 200-foot drop Mm -hmm. thing that you did. Mm -hmm. So I think like when you are doing and meeting new people that you had never met before, right? Like Mm -hmm. flying, getting yourself like solo and then finding where am I going and getting yourself settled in a whole new place and then meeting and greeting new people. Like you think about... What happens when you're doing that? You're doing it all stone cold sober. I imagine the burst of accomplished, mm-hmm. um, able to do kind of anything in control, able to surmount, you know, fears. Like you, can you imagine the burst of like adrenaline, joy? Yeah. Um, I don't know confidence all of that that you would get from that trip and uh, that would cause a huge shift you did all of that so it's kind of like I don't want to give that up like that's exactly
0: what it was like I it really it really made me I think not romanticize alcohol so much anymore Mm -hmm. because it was it really was an experience like that and it was like how Much you wouldn't have smaller? got it if you were drinking. No. How much smaller yeah. would that experience have been for all of us yeah. there? If yeah. we were just there to yeah. party and drink together and, like, whatever. Right. Like, it would have been right. such a small, more, yeah. like, kind of insignificant, whatever kind of thing. Yeah. And to yeah. do something like that sober, that really w- did shift it for me. And it was mm-hmm. freaking fun. Right.
1: right. Like, right. we <laughs> yeah. had so
0: much fun. Like, there's yeah. still... <laughs> There's still things I think about randomly and laugh to but myself laugh. if they pop into my mind. Right. <laughs> um, right. So yeah, it is cool. Like I think that if we hang in there through the time where it maybe feels dull, like you get to have these experiences mm-hmm. that can shift things for you mm-hmm. like that, yes. right?
1: Yes, yeah.
0: It just changes your story, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. I traveling, I thought for sure. How am I going to do that? That's going to be so boring. It's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to be excited about? (laughs) But then I look back and, you know, I've said this a thousand times, but like I look back on like going to Europe, going to Europe 24 years old and like not doing much except sitting and wanting to hop to like drink wine at different places and like going to Australia and missing, literally missing things to drink Mm -hmm. instead. But I couldn't imagine that traveling would be as good. And it's like, no, you're actually there experiencing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. What is it, Maddie? What is that? There's a different level of joy. What is it? I I think it's connection to self. That's mm. really what I think it is. Yeah. I think that's what comes from it when you don't have something to um like to numb you, to sort of you know, to disconnect you, right? Like when you're afraid, have a drink, mm-hmm. you know, or two. And then that that minimizes the, the fear. Or, you know, you're uncomfortable talking to people, have a few drinks. All of a sudden you're comfortable. You're not doing it. It's not something that's coming from within. It's not something you're you get to discover, hey, I can do this. And it can be really enjoyable. And it, you know, it's a muscle and you strengthen it every time you do it. But when you're drinking, you don't get the opportunity to do that. I just think you are cut off from yourself. You mm-hmm. don't get the chance to really know yourself. You don't get the chance to discover what you're capable of when you are doing things, don't cold sober. Like there are so many gifts laden in sobriety that you cannot imagine you just have to trust and do it yeah right so it, true. it really will change and i think you know people who are um like you know once in a blue moon you know maybe I have a chat with someone or you come across somebody who's like nope it's not it's not good for me like i'm just white knuckling it and i you know just circle back around again i think then you have to start changing how you're going to think about it. Like you can't experience anything beyond what you're believing is true about it. And Mm -hmm. if you're really rooted in, and this isn't fun, I can't have fun. I hate my life like this. I'm, you know, I can't drink and I hate being so sober. You know, if that's, if this is the story going on in your head, you just are going to keep having that experience. So you've got to change how you are going to look at it. Like, with it, you know, decide, even begin with, well, it could be possible that it could be fun, you know, start there, start, I don't think it is, but I'll entertain the idea that it could be, Mm. like start somewhere, just shifting to, to loosen the grip on this belief that it's not going to be fun. Yeah. I always
0: love the reframe of I'm in the process of like, I'm, it doesn't feel fun right now. That's okay. I'm in the process of. Mm -hmm of rediscovering Mm -hmm. fun Mm -hmm. and the process Mm -hmm. of relearning how to have fun doesn't you know you're not there yet that's okay I think the other thing too to really remember like how I thought life was never going to be fun again and like I really you know towards the end drinking was the thing I got excited about but there was like a sadness in that for me I remember Mm. having like I would be excited to drink but I remember also having these sad moments of awareness of like This isn't a good thing that this is what's the thing that makes me happy. This isn't a good thing that this is what I look forward to. And like how how much are you enjoying your life if you're just counting down until you can drink? And that's the only time when the real fun starts for you.
1: Right. Right. You know, know,
0: like, it's like, if that's the thing that's making you happy, maybe you need to take a good look at that. Maybe it's right? not actually making you happy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. This girl, this yeah. girl in my, in my, my hub, my happiest sober hub who I absolutely adore, who always shares the most profound quotes. And, um, yeah, she, she shared this article and it was about, mm-hmm. it was about, um, it was like a New York Times article about winter time and how mm-hmm. like the author was kind of saying like, man, if I hate winter and I just had am miserable in winter, I'm missing out on like 25% of my life. I'm deciding I'm going to be miserable.
2: Right. And she was able
0: to kind of relate that to sobriety. And it's like this percent right. of my life. I'm hungover and like how much how mm-hmm. much does that add up? And then mm-hmm. it's even like taking that further of like if dr- if alcohol is your whole and only definition of fun. How much percent mm-hmm. of your life are you drinking? So is that mm-hmm. the only percent that you're going to be able to have fun then? And yeah. then also you're going to ex- have extreme <laughs> the extreme opposite then? Yeah. Like afterwards, so right? Good. So good. And it's like sitting with the initial discomfort of not having that crutch anymore or that artificial high anymore is bringing you to the place where in sobriety obviously mm-hmm. life's not always going to be fun and happy because that's not life, mm-hmm. but we have the opportunity to find fun and yeah. joy in every day and to create it for ourselves because we're never yeah. in that headspace of being, you know, hung over and yeah. dealing with all the suffering that comes from drinking. So remembering like, it, it's also just getting honest with ourselves. Like how fun was it if we're here? was it really that Mm -hmm. fun anymore? And like, you know, I was saying in, I think last week's episode, like, obviously, you know, we think drinking is fun. We miss it. Obviously it wasn't that fun or we wouldn't have quit. And I think it's also remembering like, well, maybe it was, and it's okay if there were fun times, but it's remembering that the consequences outweighed that. And it wasn't worth paying the price of that quote unquote fun anymore. And I don't think something's actually fun if you have to pay that price for it. Real yeah, fun shouldn't yeah. backfire. Real happiness shouldn't backfire and make <laughs> yes. you hate yourself. Like, right? What is that? <laughs> Not fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's really good, hon. Huh? That's really good.
1: Yeah, yeah it is. That. So
0: it's it's the best finding those natural joys and that mm-hmm. real real fun mm-hmm. in sobriety. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, doing something like push yourself out of your comfort zone. Like I went out for um brunch last weekend, and um with your sisters, Mm, FOMO, (laughs) and one. I I wanted to go, you know, we were sort of looking at where to go. And I noticed like, oh, i always want to go back to the same old place. Mm. Like I just noticed this little thing creeping in like, oh, let's just go back to kind of what's familiar. And I was like, no, I'm not (laughs) going to do that. Like I'm going to go, you know, try something new. Like it might feel a little like out of my comfort zone. I don't know why it would, but it did a little bit. I think because I didn't know what to expect. Right? um Different area, different, I don't mm-hmm. know. And I was like, that's such a funny little thing to just feel, um, you know, to get caught in this like comfortable little rut of where we go. And I was, one of the things about a new year, 2024, because I know we talked about intentions and stuff way back when, but I was thinking, you know, along those lines, like, Oh, I need to stretch. I want this year to be a year of stretching, like myself, becoming more. And um, so that was, I-, I was like, really excited. I caught that, because it was kind of a subconscious little thought, like mm. a subconscious little leaning wanting to retreat back to what feels familiar, what feels safe, what's a little area I like, what's it, you know, and um, no, I'm, I don't want to do that. I want to, want to keep growing. And anyways, we went to this little place. Loved
0: it. Sweet. Okay. So we need to go when I'm home. Loved
1: it. Yeah, we will. Absolutely. It was just, I loved this little spot. It was great food. It was really cute. It was, but I think the big reward was just my own. And it sounds so funny because it's such a teeny tiny little thing, but The big reward was just my own growth, even in just saying, oh, I'm going to step out of a, Mm. you know, a familiar pattern or a familiar little ritual or something that feels comfortable. I'm going to step out and do something different. And whenever I think, for me anyways, you know, I'm leaning towards growing or stretching myself, it always sparks joy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's not small because it's just Mm -hmm. those little things. It's like catching that moment of like, oh, my inclination is to stay in my little bubble and just stay in what's familiar, even for going out for a meal. And then, look, you found a new cute place that you love. And speaking of fun, I love going out for food. That is an activity. That is an experience. Same, (laughs) same, same, same.
1: Me too. (laughs) Dinner's out. brunch. Oh, my God. Always. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, know, you're my daughter. That's
0: for sure. <laughs> I <know this> girl. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know what? That's good advice, mom. Of Are you like stretching yourself? I think mm-hmm. the thing about sobriety is like you got a lot of time now. Yeah. And you can yeah. decide like, okay, like that. I like there's that like I saw a clip of someone saying like if your whole world's falling apart and you need to rebuild it, what an opportunity that is right oh I love that right love that and so try new things like make it Mm -hmm. I think like it's not a bad mission to be like let me rediscover fun that's a pretty fun fun little project to have for yourself so try lots of new things try like old hobbies that you used to do maybe that you stopped doing or try new things you've wanted to try like yeah you can really just and that's a great sober tool as well even as just like taking up Thing up a new hobby. But yeah, I think, I, think I know we're just trying lots
1: of new things, right? Yeah. They can just stretch
0: you. Every little 100%. bit helps. Little bit
1: helps. Yeah.
0: And then mm-hmm. when you stretch yourself, mm-hmm. it results in growth that helps your self-esteem. The yeah. more you grow and push yourself out of your comfort zone and try new things, then you mm-hmm. feel more capable. You feel proud yes. of yourself. That makes you feel yes. good about yourself. When you feel good yes. about yourself, you're more inclined to be able to have fun.
1: Yeah, you you do you more have things that, that feel good, and then right? and then you yeah. do
0: things that are fun. It's yeah, yeah. it all just it's z- snowballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, awesome.
0: so good. And I always say, you kids have more fun than anyone. We all had so mm-hmm. much fun before we ever took a drink mm-hmm. of alcohol. Yeah, yeah, true, right? And that even helped true. me in my early days to be like, okay. I used to have a blast mm-hmm. <laughs> before mm-hmm. I ever, right? before I ever had a sip of alcohol, I never felt like anything was missing from my life. Yeah. I know. It's not funny to think yeah. about. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Love that one Manny. So once you, you can, you can find your way back to that. It just takes mm-hmm. some time and some adjusting and some. Trying new things and your brain adjusting and all of that. Yeah, but it's like right? so much better when you feel those natural highs and when you're just excited about life and when you no longer feel like something's missing, mm-hmm. you know, you're just able to enjoy yeah. Enjoy yeah. things for what they are. Do
1: you have a little list of um fun things for yourself? Oh um, fun
0: thing you wanna try or do or Okay, so fun just things. Asking, like, just curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun things. Like I said, concerts.
1: Concerts mm-hmm. are a
0: big one. Also, comedy shows. These The, the two C's of my sobriety of sober yeah. activities concerts and comedy shows, because yeah, I, I think music too. and laughing both give such a natural high. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's so fun. And I always feel grateful in both of those scenarios to be sober. Yeah. Always. Right. I'm yes, always yeah, like, yeah. I love that I remember this whole thing. I love I was present for it. Um, so those are, those are really fun. I really like getting outside more than I ever did in my drinking days. Like being able to go on walks. I love going for drives. Me too. Right. I've been loving
1: that these days. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Going for, Mm -hmm. going for drives makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Playing guitar, playing my instruments, Mm -hmm. going out for dinners, going out for coffees. Um, God, I know there's so much that I'm not even...
1: I know it's hard to just think of traveling traveling
0: such a big one like exploring new places I think too everywhere I
1: go sorry when you were saying comedy shows I just had a little flashback to um Christmas time because we always try to do it like as a family a comedy show every Mm -hmm. Christmas right and I so I was just thinking about being there the last time we were there and it just struck me I think everything I do Maddie um in a drinking environment, right? Like a comedy show, there's drinking or like, it's Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of sort of environment or whether it's a concert or a, I don't know. I always have so much fun because I'm sober. Mm -hmm. I can't help it. When I'm in those, (laughs) when I'm in those particular scenarios, it feels more fun to me because I feel so proud of myself. Yep.
0: Right? That's funny. I know. Yeah, it's just like a little thing in my back pocket all the time, I think. it. Eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something mm-hmm. about being in a scenario where everyone else needs to drink and you don't that makes you feel mm-hmm. a little bit like a badass and a little bit about like, I'm having a great time without yeah. needing without needing any of that. It's such a point of pride. It's, it's uh, like, yeah. to me, it just feels like a badge of honor kind of. You can laugh yeah, your head Yeah, it's and there's,
1: like, no judgment. I just no, want to be none no at judgment all. Ever I was that person any... only a few years ago. Yeah, like, no judgment. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter one iota to me. It's just something internally that happens that I just feel, I don't know, I just feel delighted that I'm not mm-hmm. drinking, right? Yeah. I guess oh, probably because it always stands out a little bit more in those kinds of scenarios than when, you know, just going about my regular
0: day-to-day stuff but yeah yeah <laughs> funny it is it is a fun feeling and laughing mm-hmm. laughter mm-hmm. laughter yeah. is such a big big thing that can help sobriety because yeah. it does give you such a good high yeah ah uh, any any last parting words about finding fun in sobriety mom um
1: uh, i would just say just go try some things mm. just do just do some things do some things. Make a decision that you are going to hold the possibility that it can be fun, Yes. And that you open yourself up to it, right? Yep. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Don't it. approach it with a "this sucks" attitude. Mm-hmm. Or even admit,
0: if it feels like it sucks, be that, like, "This yeah, sucks right now, maybe, but I'm willing exactly. to believe it won't suck forever."
1: Thank you, thank you. That's it exactly. Um, right? Cause it does. I mean, I, I get it. Sorry. I don't mean to, to sound um, uh, insensitive. I do get it. I yeah. remember.
0: Oh my God, remember for sure. We sucked, all
1: do. Right. Um, but uh, I just say that from, from this uh, perspective of where I am now to just sort of try to encourage, like, if you can just hold that, hold that other possibility, mm-hmm. you know, lightly when you can, that, possible it can be fun but you'll get to that place right yeah but it feels like you can't just grab onto the possibility yeah there.
0: and I would add too that like real genuine sober fun is better mm-hmm. than drunk fun yeah because you feel it feels like an accomplishment in a weird way mm-hmm. when you realize mm-hmm. you just had a blast doing something and then you're like oh my god I didn't even need a drink to have that yeah. much fun it's like the fun with the reward yeah. after rather crazy. than a fun with a you know consequence yep. and suffering yep. in the aftermath
1: oh i love that madeline fun with a reward love that that's really good fun with a reward instead of fun with consequence yeah yeah, yeah.
0: sobriety good. it's not boring it's you just got to mm-hmm. hang in there through the adjustment period mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. make it a mission to rediscover fun like you said try mm-hmm. things trust also that time passing will do its thing as well but i think too like when you feel those little moments of sober joy like really hold on to those two
2: like even if it's
0: even it doesn't even have to feel fun it could just be a happy moment of drinking your morning Mm -hmm. coffee without a hangover and having a moment of gratitude for that yes like that's something we can all be grateful for even if you're hating everything about sobriety right now that's something you can be happy about is your morning well that's that one
1: yeah right Good one. Mm-hmm. Good one. I mean, listen, that one carried me for a long time.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah. Same. Yep. Same. Yeah. Same. Like, oh, this what? was fun. Speaking of fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is <was> fun, Mom. <laughs> thanks for coming on, Westland. as always. Yeah,
1: thanks, anyone.
0: <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, then feel free to share it with a friend or share it on social media, rate, review, subscribe. You can sign up for the Happiest Sober Hub, my sober community at happiestsober.com and I'll link it in the description. And speaking of sober travel, my sober trip to Croatia is still available to book. I'll link it in the description as well. Subscribe to my weekly newsletter at happiestsober.com and follow me on Instagram at happiestsober. And new episodes come out every Tuesday. So we'll chat with you next week. Remember that life's happiest when you're sober. Love you, mom. <laughs> love you. Okay. Bye,
1: honey. Bye. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us.